0: Jeff and I'm Tom and I'm John the bald guy and we are the three old Reds fans coming to you from Studio 82 as always just down the street from our good friends at Beans in the heart of Cedarville and the birthplace and final resting place of Bumpus Jones. If you've noticed in addition to Bumpus there's one guy on this show who is always in Cedarville and that's me. Tom is back from a week-long rehab stint of doing nothing at the lake in Tennessee, and uh, now Kim has been optioned to a minor league outpost somewhere in South Kakalaki right now. Uh, but that's okay because our good friend John Helmick is pinch hitting again, batting third this week instead of second. So.
1: In the RBI spot. In the, yes, yes, in the RBI I'm spot. I'm States. back from the lake. My, you know, little lake water is good for my pitching arm.
0: Is it? All right, good. Well, Feeling can you good. Batting second. Can you get on base?
1: I don't need to because I pitch. <laughs>
0: okay, that's right. Well. Because we don't want a DH. Yeah, we do. We want a DH. Yeah, okay. We'll get on that.
2: Looking rather svelte in your new tan, too. Yeah, yeah. So how was vacation?
1: It was very relaxing.
2: Good, good.
1: But no reds on TV or Yeah, You didn't miss a lot. Sorry sorry to say. Two and eight, right? Two and eight since the All-Star break?
0: Yeah, you didn't miss a lot. We did finally get a couple decent starts here. Homer had a a good one after sort of a rocky one. And, and Sal Homer and Sal, you know, Sal had a really good one. So did you get to watch? Did you get to see any of that? Or did you I, just... I didn't
1: get to see anything. I was just following on ESPN. Okay. Right.
2: What did you think of Sal when you saw him, John? Yeah, I, I liked how he was attacking the batters again. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he, uh, yeah, he got in cruise control. I mean, my goodness, even his sixth inning was a one, two, three, bam, inning. And a, and a lot of uh, our
0: starters tend to fall apart right yeah, then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, They it haven't already. Like Either you know, the, the fourth, first inning or the sixth inning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> fourth, fifth, and sixth inning, you're just waiting. Okay, this is it. They're going to put a five spot on us. Yeah. And they didn't, so. so He's got a
1: good curveball, doesn't he? Sal does. Mm-hmm. He's got a good hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That mm-hmm. might be his best pitch.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think Castillo continues to look promising.
1: I mean, oh, He bo- had a rough alley. I was disappointed.
0: Well, it was okay. It wasn't, you know, I don't know. Okay.
1: Didn't he let, like, five runs?
0: Did he let five in? Or was that... Uh, at least. Oh, at least that's right, runs. right. Well, uh, okay. But you got, I mean, but,
1: everybody has an off night. Yeah, everybody's game.
0: an off night. But even after, it seems like every time he leaves a game, last couple anyway, the bullpen just continue, gives up even more runs. Yeah. So um, we got to get that figured out. But Steven, no, Stevenson was the guy that gave up five. That's maybe, that's what I was thinking of. Stevenson pitched, got his one start because he's going back. He went back or he's going back because yeah, Feldman's he coming back. off the DL and they got to get Feldman out there throw a game, try to look good, so maybe somebody will want to trade for him.
1: Good uh, luck with that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. He had a couple of bad pitches, gave up a couple home runs. Um, I don't know. I thought overall he looked better than he had been. I mean, I mean, I know you didn't watch it, Tom. Did you see any of him? Did you see any of Stevenson, John? Yeah, that
2: game? a little bit. Um, Stevenson just, it seems like he, uh, I don't I, he falls apart. Real, he'll be cruising along, and then boom, everything just crashes. Right. I
1: mean, his ERA is yeah. eight point one, so I mean, you know, he's right. He's, he's coming down now. He's supposed. To, he was supposed to have a really good arm, right? He threw the ball well, hard. Has he been throwing hard? And
2: I think so. I didn't see the last time. Yeah. He he uh, struck out five, walked two, Which but uh, in extreme. five innings.
1: Yeah. That and, and, uh, and control was his issue.
2: Right,
0: right. Coming into the year, so that's a good sign. Right, and he hung a couple pitches in the strike zone where he didn't need to put them, and they hit him out. Um, And uh, it's
2: almost like he's in the major leagues.
0: It is, it is. It's almost like he's in the major leagues. That's what happens. But you
2: start off in, you know, the first inning, and you you give up a two-run shot. Location. Be sure to subscribe to our show
0: on your favorite podcast app. We're taking a time out here for a shameless plug here. It's cuz when
1: you're big time, you have advertisements. You,
0: you do, when we don't. So, but maybe someday. Anyway, uh, our our uh, home website is three old reds fans at pod.podbean.com. You can communicate with us through Twitter at three old reds fans and Facebook. Just search three old reds fans and follow us there. Uh, you can also go to our Podbean site that I mentioned, which is three old red fans, old and become a patron if you'd like, or get there through our Twitter and Facebook pages. We've got some goals of upgrading technology so we can do some on location shows. Um, John and I were talking about that before you got here. You know, it'd be great to be sitting outside the ballpark someday. I would love to do that. Or um, would you say go to the Holy Grail or something, you know, and yeah. do one from there? It'd be, it'd be kind of fun to do something like that someday. Uh, so we do some on-location stuff, maybe have phone guests, uh, do some live video. with it. It'd be fun to do all that. Anyway, we've got six possible levels of support, beginning at a dollar a month, and some rewards at each level, and those are all listed on the on the on that site. It tells you kind of what you get to do, anywhere from uh, getting mentioned on our show to maybe being a guest someday. How exciting would that be? So I know John. Every
1: it's every Reds fan's every dream. every Reds
0: fan's dream is to be on this podcast. Absolutely. Is, is that what you're hearing? Is that
2: what you hear on the I, streets? I hear it
0: all the time. <laughs> I was
2: giddy like a little second grader last night when I got that text. <laughs> Kim's not here.
0: That's right. He was. He was ready to roll. That's right. Ready he's, to roll.
2: He's just
1: like a Scooter. He just steps right in wherever. Yes. Whatever position we put John in, he just performs.
2: <laughs> you're our Scooter. Yes. All right. <laughs> we'll start calling him Scooter Sco- Helmick. Scooter. <laughs> uh, Oh
0: my. Well, we talked about doing sort of this I'm the GM, okay? So, what do we what what, what do I say Tom that we trade these days? Uh,
1: the the wise all-knowing Jeff Gilbert always says, you don't trade players. You trade contracts. That's right. Yeah. It's very wise. And, and it's very true. Contract yeah.
0: statuses and uh, sometimes to be almost more precise, you know. It sometimes yeah. it's uh, it's the well, He's going to be a free agent. we got to do something, right? So I think it's tough for the Reds because Cozart's really the only – is kind of the biggest name they have in this contract status area of like trading contracts. And Zach Cozart, for all he's done this year, he's not exactly a superstar. So He's, he's elect- an all-star. He was elect- an all-star this year, but
1: – He's still fairly young. Yeah. Every championship team is strong up the middle. you right. got to have a good shortstop. Right.
0: What are you thinking about – trades Tom what do you think they could do maybe not specific this guy for that guy but things they could possibly
1: okay so first of all if I take a step back and say I'm GM what would I do after looking I did some research no not quite what Jeff Gilbert does oh well I did some research on what's out there to trade so I looked at teams that are in the running that have a need for certain positions like the Rockies could use relievers Mm -hmm. the Nats they're last in the league right. in relief really pitching. Made
0: it a little trade last week, but still could, still, still could need be it. interesting.
1: Uh, the Yankees, uh, they were talking about needing a third baseman and things like that. And seeing what's out well, there. They picked to, Frazier up. Well, they picked up Frazier, yeah. right. And so see, seeing what's out there available, um, I, I feel like if I'm a GM, the thing I'm looking for more than anything else is starting pitching. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the big gap. Agreed. And so uh, whatever I have to give up, I want a good starter, whether it's a top prospect from the minors or, you know, someone who's a young guy. And it's just not out there. I mean, the guy like Verlander has been talked about in a lot of trade talks. He's got like a $29 million contract coming up in the next two years. The Reds aren't going to pick that up. Mm -hmm. So if I was GM for a day, based on what's out there, I think I would do nothing. I think I'd stick with what I have and keep developing my young pitchers. Okay. All right. So what may happen? I mean, I would guess. I still think our number one prospect would be Iglesias, Iggy, from yeah. the bullpen. As far as what other people might want, even more than Kozar, just because how pitching's a premium. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a pitcher that, a starter that would be a big prospect. Can you? I mean,
0: well, no. I mean, we're yeah. we, we're not going to get a a good regular player for a prospect because. There aren't really many of that good regular players out there. Right. And if you were to trade for that, you'd be trading for a pretty hefty contract, and the Reds are being careful about that because I think they want to see who's going to become our good players in the next two or three years and then pay three or four of those yep. guys. Right. Yep. kind of what they're thinking, don't you think? Yep.
1: I mean, I could see them going with, with Iggy and Billy Hamilton, you know, because you get a runner, late-inning runner maybe for the playoffs in World Series and a relief pitcher. I could see somebody being interested in that. But What do you think, John?
2: Well, I, I agree. I think we, uh, this year, if our starting pitchers hadn't got hurt, and Homer took a lot longer to come back than I think most people were planning on, it may be a little bit different story this year because you had Finnegan go down. Dee I mean, right. I mean, uh, when he got hurt back in spring training, I, I thought he was going to be back in a month.
1: He's a ghost now. Yeah. You don't even hear about
2: him. Yeah. You don't even hear anything. So, you have uh, Homer has shown flashes of his former self. So, I, I think he'll be ready for next year. So, you have Homer's our good starting number one pitcher. You'll have Finnegan, scafani uh hopefully. Then, so you've got two more spots open.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, is Homer a number one?
0: Uh, he could be. He might be our number one. I don't know if he's...
1: Is he a number one to get you if, to a World is Series? A, is
0: he a number one, top ten number one? He you know, hasn't. He hasn't
1: been in the past. Stuff. He stuff.
2: I mean, he he has flashes of brilliance.
1: Yeah, but that's not a I mean, that's not a top ten number one starter. Though.
2: We're never. We're not going to unless we breed him in house. We're never going to get. Him I agree, with one. You, John. I agree. And, with I mean, Finne- we had Cueto. Yeah, where'd he come from? Right. Came from Dayton.
0: So unless yeah. we get
1: a Garrett or a Castillo that develops or something yeah. like yeah. that, yeah, yeah. And, Romano and,
0: and Finnegan yeah. with his arm trouble could be a bullpen guy the rest of his career. Yeah. It's very possible. You know, that's kind of why um, a lot of guys end up in bullpens. Well, yeah, it's harder on
1: your arm to pitch bullpen than it is. You think starter. so? Well, it's, you have a lot more time to warm up. and More
0: time to warm up. Fewer innings you throw, though. Right. I mean, you throw a third of the innings. I, so. think, uh,
2: I think we shored up our bullpen a lot better than it was last year. Uh, we did. I'd like to see uh, um, a good setup man really step into it. Uh, Lorenzen
1: after. hasn't really, he, he's yeah. had the opportunity. He's been off and on. Off yeah. and on.
0: Well, he wants to start. And there was a story out this week. Price said, you know, we'll talk about that next Is that year. right? Yeah, we'll I look at that. that. He, wants, he wants to start. They're open to it. Of course, Price said, and he said, he's feeling a need right now. Of course, I'm thinking, well, we have a pretty big need in starting, too. So... I don't sure where <laughs> we. Our bullpen is kind of an A team and a B team.
1: You got Wandy that could be a setup. You got mm-hmm. even Storin has a good ERA. Is good he gonna enough. Be around another well, year? he's mm-hmm.
0: may not. He may not. That's a guy whether or not you choose to resign. Um, I don't know. My thought. I had just thought the other day. You know, how many pitchers do you typically carry? 12, 13? You know, it's like next year. Who's our Who's our twelve best arms? And just bring him north and figure out what to do with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Throw them against like, the wall.
2: <laughs> uh, he can't I mean, really do that. Well, to but Jeff. to
0: some degree, it's kind of like we we groom this guy as a starter, and he can only be a starter when he comes up. We got to have him ready to be a starter in the majors when he gets there. Versus, you know, it used to be guys were in the bullpen a lot of times for a couple of years before they really matured into a starter in the majors. That's
2: what's really disappointing. And nobody Not does. It.
0: Nobody does that anymore. Yeah. I mean, what you know. I'm not sure why is that – are we doing it the best way now?
2: So I don't we, know. We, that's what's really disappointing. And you wish you'd have some starters down in Louisville that can come up here they are ready to start and go. You know, you, you have Garrett. You had Stevenson. You have uh, – um, Castillo. Uh, Castillo. He came out from double A, have, and he's been pretty good. Uh, who's the other hey, one? We got, with... Maybe we just need to skip
0: AAA and come from AA.
2: Who's no, the and there's there's one more. Well, Romano. Well, Romano. There's one more that we got in the trade for Cueto. Um, Four-letter last name. Um, Kim knows him. Kim, can you remember? This <laughs> uh, so is Nicole and Chir-Jump. Uh
0: Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, there was Lamb, but he's gone. No, oh, Cody, no, no. Reed. Cody, Cody Reed. Cody Reed. Cody yeah. Reed's yeah. Who you're talking about? And,
2: and none of them have stepped up. We thought Garrett started off really nicely, when you thought. But hey. is it just
1: impossible? How many guys do you see that come up from the minors and immediately are? Everyday starter. I mean, Mike Leake was. Yeah. He didn't go to hey, the Myers, Wood. Wood yeah. was. Yeah. But you don't. That's not, unusual. Not really. a lot. Quato I mean, wasn't. Quato, I mean, Jeff, you bring that up.
0: Quato wasn't very good. He wasn't really good till about 60 starts in. Yeah. And so two or three years. So that's the thing. We we keep wanting it to happen today, and the Reds take a longer view than we do as fans, and that's just the way it's going to be. We're going to be more impatient. I mean, as I mean, they want it to happen as quick as we do, but these guys have been in baseball all their lives, and they, you know, they, they understand that you just can't force it. Because we hear about rushing starters, and yeah, rushing guys to the like majors. our number one draft pick this year. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so Jeff, you, I was kidding you earlier today that I didn't want to be GM; I wanted to be an owner. <laughs> yes. So I started thinking, all right, these owners got to be making tons of money. Yes. I'm just going to say, if I was an owner, I'd take my profit and put it towards salary, right? Well, guess what? I looked up the Reds. Last year, they made two hundred and twenty-nine million dollars in re- two hundred twenty-nine two hundred ninety-nine million in revenues. And I thought, how much was their profit? It's only fifteen million dollars. That was their profit. Hmm. So, what's that buy you? Well, if they took the only profit they made and put it towards salary, oh. that's not going to get you uh, a number two starter. Two or three starter, right? Yeah. That's, that's so really, easy. the Reds just don't have the cash. No. I mean, what are you going to do when you're only making $15 million at the end of the year? That's a good point. That's a good
0: point. Well, I will, as far as the trade thing... Well, they need to probably listen to this podcast. Well, that's think. true. That would actually be <laughs> a big yeah, step. Yeah. yeah, if everybody would just listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Solve all their problems. If it was me, I'd be looking, certainly for pitching prospects, anything I could get, um, as always. I would even be thinking about a potential leadoff guy, even if he's in single A, who I think would have a good OBP.
1: Who would you trade for that?
0: And could Well, I'm getting there. But who could hit 270, of course, keep Kim happy, hit 270. That's Kim's benchmark. Play center field, second base, or shortstop. Okay, those are sort of three positions maybe we don't know what the future is. Because Billy, and I love Billy a lot, a lot of things about Billy, but the guy's a roller coaster. I mean, he's hitting great since the break, but he had a six weeks where he was just non-existent, well, right? chances
1: are August will be like that, right? That's and how if he August is like that.
0: So
2: has he made any strides this year over last year? He is hitting better bet. than last year. It's
1: hard to, you
0: know, to me, let's get to the end of the year and see what the numbers are. Because okay. as soon as you say, yeah, he's looking better, then all of a sudden he starts popping up. And
2: Still, the amazing thing to me, he does not bunt. He doesn't bunt very much?
1: No. And he doesn't hit the ball on the ground very much? No. Remember how those guys, who was it, Omar Marino and some of those other guys, used to slap the ball on the ground? Yeah, You don't see him do that.
2: No, and that's amazing to me with a guy of his skills to do that. You know, uh, know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he he tried and it just hasn't panned out. Who knows? But, you know, what would be the next step for next year? You talk about pitchers taking two or three years. Right,
1: right. This is, what, his third year as a starter? Second. Is
2: it second? Well,
0: is it a second? It's I think, it's, I think it's, more, it's more of a, more of a, second total full year I think. More of yeah. a third year really playing a lot. Yeah. I mean I don't know. You, you don't when you're watching on TV you don't get to see all the time. I assume the third baseman's playing in all the time.
1: Which is him. more of a reason to try and slap it down that or yeah. slap it past it's him. It's more of a
0: hole. But, that, but they try. They do. I'm sure they're playing to take away the bunt to discourage it. Yeah. Of course, you know I don't like bunting, sacrifice bunting. Anyway, I think that's a waste of time. He slap like that
1: ball, that shortstop, but, that deep shortstop. He's gonna beat that ball out. Right. Hey,
2: even if he if he's batting left-handed, um, and he punches it right down the first baseline, he's gonna beat ninety percent of those out. Well, I'm sure if, he works it, on it if it's a good bunt. You, you would think he would work
1: on it.
0: Somebody mentioned the other day they were playing. I think they're playing in on him, and somebody said reminded them of Pete Rose against Mickey Rivers in the 76 series because Mickey Rivers was a was a bunt, or He would get on base that way, and Pete played in and just completely took it away from him. So I don't know how much of that happens when you're watching on TV. Can't you don't, you on TV. can't see because they don't show you all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's, I wish they would split the screen or do a wide shot and then come in, or at least the, the announcers at least tell you what's going on too much talking about everything else in the world. Tom Brenneman's always talking about everything but the ball game, it seems like. <laughs> so just tell me what's going on in the field that I can't see. I would appreciate that. So yeah. note to Tom. Cozart, the Red Sox are looking for a third baseman. They've had a disaster at third base. Now they just called up. I was looking at this today. I was looking. They just called up their number one prospect, a 20-year-old kid. I saw that. Uh, Raphael Devers just called him up. And so somebody was there was some suggestions out there that maybe the, the Red Sox are scouting Kozart, maybe they'd get creative, bring him in, play him at third base the rest of the year and then see what happens.
1: Is it is it a week till the trade deadline?
0: Yeah, third yeah, a yeah. week from now. Uh yeah. four o'clock next Monday.
1: Yeah. So not um, really gonna if they if they would do that they wouldn't be giving their prospect much of a chance. Unless they're
0: gonna see him for a few days and see what happens for a few days and then maybe make the trade. I mean there's you can that's this the non waiver trade deadline. You can trade that's right, yeah. after that, but Cozart's not a guy probably gonna get through waivers. So um, people like Verlander probably would because of his big contract. Uh, some other pitchers might, but probably not him. So that's a possibility. I would, you know what? I'd go to any contender and offer him Feldman for anything. I'd get I'd get whatever I, I'd take cash for that guy. And yeah. Adelman, so both him.
1: Yeah, Feldman and Adelman.
0: Feldman's probably the guy that might get a little more interest because he's more experienced. Yeah. Um, but I would. I mean, they're not part of the long term future. If you get anything for those guys, especially Feldman because he's a free he's he signed a one year deal. I agree. So he can go. That's a this good call. Year. A I good just call. you know, I'd take I'd take John for him. Yes. That's what I would do. I think yeah. I, mean, I think John's <laughs> worth more than Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim. <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. But you know what I'm saying? I'd take anything for that guy. I really would. I mean, why not? I mean, we got to lose. Put somebody else in there. Um, uh, I'd be, you know, a guy like Shebler. I know this. You, this, oh, is gonna, this is gonna, it's gonna probably hard to believe, but if I could get a leadoff prospect, for, regardless of position, and a team that might looking for a little corner outfield power, I'd consider that. Put Winker and Wright.
2: Get somebody well, else to take Billy's place next year. Marlins gonna have a fire sale. We could get uh, D. Uh, what's his Stanton. Page? D that, what was their lead up batter? Oh, D. Gordon. D Gordon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's is he is he going a DL or No. Yeah, he's playing this past one. weekend.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, he's playing second
0: base. Yeah. For the for the Marlins. The Mar- yeah. That yeah. Be so bad. there I think the off season there could be some definite stuff happen. But we'll see. Back so that's just night. that's just what I was thinking, you know? And then my fantasy deal, course, you gotta you gotta think of that. So my fantasy deal is Shebler, Hamilton, Iglesias, and Molly for Aaron Judge. What do you think? I love it. You love it. (laughs) I don't think it'll happen. Something tells (laughs) him. He would. And a player to be named. Aaron Judge and a player to be named. All right. Just kidding. Todd Frazier. Todd (laughs) Frazier. (laughs) Todd Frazier is a player to be named. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay. Any other thoughts on that? So we've done our GM for the day. And, you know, as everything I was looking, you know, everybody's like, it's all quiet, you know? Pretty quiet on the Reds' trade front. Well, I, I looked They've up, surprised us a couple times out of the blue with some stuff, so that could happen. It's
1: funny. Today I looked up trade rumors. You know how oh, they sure. have all these yeah. guys speculating? Mm-hmm. There wasn't one Red mentioned in any no. of the trade rumors.
0: The only thing I saw that I came across was the, the Cozart thing about the Red Sox, Red Sox are scouting him, and maybe they would get creative and think about putting him at third base. I mean, are they really going to bank the rest of the season on a 20-year-old? He's the number one prospect in their system, you know. They've got like three shortstops in their top ten prospect. Will we take him
1: and maybe trade him up for him and a, and a pitcher? Yeah. Yeah. It that wouldn't it, be bad. It,
0: it wouldn't be bad. wouldn't be bad. All right. So our throwback player this week, it's my turn. Okay. Did you look and see who it was? No. You didn't look at my screen? Okay. He's born in Mississippi. The Cowboy. Oh, yep. No.
1: That would have been I my know, first I one. Got,
0: I got you on that. He's He was the first professional athlete. To earn an average of $1 million per year, having signed a five-year, $5 million contract in January of 1979. He was not a Red at the time. Okay.
1: The first athlete to be paid a million a year.
0: To have an average contract for a million a year.
1: In 79. In
0: 79. He did not play for, he played in the National League, but he was not a Red yet. He Hmm. played for the Reds for four
1: seasons. I'm going to. You got a guess yet? Oh, no, actually not. I think who I was going to guess. He's from Cincinnati. I was going to guess Parker, but that's correct. He's born in Mississippi. Yeah, Dave he went Parker. To, but he went to Cincinnati uh, um... Quarter Tech High School in huh. Cincinnati. Yeah, which is not in existence anymore. I
0: think it. I think it's it evolved or morphed into like Cincinnati State Tech or something, or Cincinnati Tech and Cincinnati State. I tried to look it up online today, and I sort of got this look, and I didn't take time to really huh. dig deep. But it looked like it's morphed into that.
2: He won the MVP in '79
0: uh he won pirates won the world series They won a the world series i think he won it a couple years before that uh it might be here in my notes i may not have the year he exactly. he was uh
1: by the way he was at the pete rose statue dedication
0: yeah huh. dave parker i picked dave parker because i love dave parker's a red but i always liked dave parker growing up from i mean he came up to the pirates in like 73 i think. I mean, he was just a guy. You know, there's always some other guys in baseball you like if they're not on your team. I always loved Dave Parker. I mean, he was just this big guy. He
1: could big, hit. Like the bat looked small. Oh yeah, and he had the
0: he had the good. You yeah. know, we we would
1: the wiggle. You know, we yeah. would
0: we would do. You know, you would do your Reds batting stances out in the yard. But yep. there were some other guys, and I had a friend. He loved Dave Parker too, and he would do. He had the good Dave Parker wiggle the bat and everything, and um, so and those Pirates teams were fun, especially late '70s. I mean, sure Dave. Are. Parker from like probably 77 to 79 was kind of, you know, was considered, if not the best player in baseball, one of the mm-hmm. few best players in baseball at that he time. He had a cannon.
1: Oh, yeah, I, feel yeah.
0: Too. I shared a – Cobra. I shared, yeah, the Cobra. I shared a couple videos online today. If you remember the All-Star game when he won MVP, I think it was 79. It was in Seattle, and there was a ball hit. I put him on I, – I tweeted him out, links to him off of YouTube. It was a ball hit, um, if you remember in the kingdom ceiling sometimes it was like a Bermuda Triangle up there where balls would get lost, people couldn't see him. Joe Morgan was playing second, Dave Parker was playing right and the ball landed over Parker's head because they both couldn't find it. All of a sudden Parker couldn't find it. <laughs> well he tracked it down, Jim Rice hit it and Jim Rice tried to stretch it into a triple and he, he gunned him out. Ron Say was playing third base and he guns him out. Huh. And then later in the game, He's playing deep, and somebody gets a base hit. I don't even remember who got the base hit. Um, But Brian Downing, remember Brian Downing? Yeah. was a catcher for the Angels. He tries to score from second, and Gary Carter is the catcher. And Parker throws one from deep right corner. I mean, deep. Not like up in the middle of right field. I mean, he's probably 10 steps from the warning track and throws it on a Bolt throws a bullet on a line in the air. Carter catches it, blocks the plate a little bit, because you used to be able to do that yeah. and gets him out. And it was funny because they've they got the play by play, and Joe Gargiola was calling the play, and all he wanted to talk about was how great Gary Carter did blocking the plate, because Joe Gargiola was a catcher. Yeah. And somebody else was like, well, what a great throw by Parker, too, you know. And then he had a sack fly in that game and they won. And he got MVP. Mainly, for, Mainly def- for defense. For defense. Yeah. I mean, when has anybody ever won an MVP in a in a All Star game for defense? And Dave Parker did some other interesting stuff about him. Came to the Reds as a free agent on the, in '83. He won. An, he won that MVP as you mentioned, John. He won two batting titles when he was with the Pirates. Um,
1: How many years was he with the Reds?
0: Uh, four. Um, he came there. So it's '84, '85, '86, and '87. '85 was his best year. He was second MVP voting. He was an all-star. He's a silver slugger. He led the league with 125 RBIs, 42 doubles. He led in total bases, intentional walks, and you know, all that kind of stuff. He hit 34 homers. He batted mm-hmm. 312. Wow. He had 916 OPS. But he finished second in MVP voting to... What year? 85? 85. Played for the Cardinals. Cardinals lost the World Series to the Royals that year. Willie McGee. Oh, Willie oh, McGee. Who hit three fifty three that year and led yeah. the league. Pedro Guerrero and... Um, Dale Murphy were the next guys in the voting. So, you know, there's interesting names to hear, right? So for his career, he batted 290, hit 339 homers, almost 1,500 RBIs, had an 810 OPS. He was a seven-time All-Star. Nine times, he was a top-20 MVP voting. Wow. And there's a I found a stat where it gives, like, MVP voting share for a career, like your share of MVP voting. He's 30th in that for all time.
1: Hmm. Ha, um, Including, did somewhere after the Reds.
0: Yeah, including yeah he went to the A's so he played on the A's world series champions he played on the for the pirates when they won in 79 and he played for the A's when they won an 89 when they beat the giants in the bay bridge series and then and I didn't remember this when he was 39 he played for the brewers and he finished top 20 all-star voting both of those years as well he had drove in like 90 some runs for the brewers that year hit wow. over 20 homers I, don't remember, I don't remember that at all.
1: I don't remember being at the Brewers at all. No,
0: there was a great and there was a great post. Uh, Joe Pisanski, who's a longtime baseball columnist, used to work for Kansas City Star and writes for MLB.com. Now he's got a big blog that he does. He wrote a post the other day. He called it "The Ironic Jerseys" or something. Jerseys of irony, like guys, like you don't remember a guy played for that team. So he had it must have been twenty five guys, and he had a picture of him in that jersey <laughs> and a little bit about. Like Willie Mays with the Mets, and and all these, all these guys. Like, and that would be one to be on there. Dave Parker with the Brewers. That might have been on there. I don't remember. And one of them was Pete Rose with the Expos. Things like that. It's like, what? I don't even remember that. You know, <clears throat> we do about Rose because that's where the, that's where he came came from. But so it's really interesting. I've always thought Parker was like, you know, that's a guy. I'd probably vote for if I had a Hall of Fame vote. I think I'd vote for Dave Parker every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you start looking at some of this stuff, yeah. it's like he's not. Yeah, he's not Stan Musual and, and and Johnny Bench and Pete Rose and Ken Griffey Junior, but the guy was he was one of the best players in the baseball. Or a big guy to hit for average. Like he did yeah.
1: Yeah. Now he you say he was only with the Reds four years. Yeah. not isn't, isn't he in the Hall of Fame?
0: Reds Hall of Fame. I mean, wow. Four yeah. seasons. Well he, you he had know, an amazing four seasons. He had an amazing four yeah. seasons, really did. Exactly. So three Three silver sluggers, three gold gloves. He was that all-star MVP. Um, just mm. a lot of great stuff. So, um, Yeah, I was a big Dave Parker fan. I'm sure we all were. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, I loved him. Yeah, exactly. Cincinnati kid coming back. Right. That's one reason I think he signed to come back, because yeah. he wanted to come In the home. mid-'80s, we didn't have much to cheer for. No, yeah. no, no. But 85 was, what, Pete's first year back with the Reds, Doesn't I think. Imagine.
1: Which is why he came
0: back for Pete's statue, I Came back, and then... Um, that was sort of that stretch where they started finishing second every year Yeah. Um, until they finally they hit a lot of the corner '90.
1: Guys, those years too. Yeah, Oster, so they had Oster, Oster still Benzinger, playing? Uh, Bell, Buddy, yeah. Larkin, mm-hmm. Parker. Mm-hmm. So and Rose was the manager.
0: Baseball card recollections. I have a Don Baylor card here from 1976, playing for the Orioles. I love these, by the way, Jeff. Yeah, this is fun. All I can right, see this. so the back of the Don Baylor. Yeah. So it's a pose. He's standing there showing his batting stance with pretty much an empty stadium behind him. I always like the action shots better on the baseball. Yeah. So These pose shots didn't do a lot for me. So Don Baylor, um, anyway, it's, it's just a Don Baylor card, but the purpose of our uh, discussion here is on the note on the back says, Pete Rose of the Reds had 771 plate appearances during the 1974 season. So is that significant? Well, I looked it up. Set a single season record that year, okay, surpassing Maury Wills hmm. from 1962. He has since been surpassed in that record by Lenny Dykstra by two in 70, in 93. That's a really good guess, but no, yeah. I, I would wonder what his top one is.
1: Well, it would have to be somebody that doesn't walk much, too. Yeah, well, plate appearances, not at bats. Oh, oh, sorry,
0: yeah, so okay. it does count. And Jimmy Rollins. Uh, Jimmy Rollins, really? For the Phillies in 07. Well, they were really good. Yeah. Scored a lot of runs. So you get a lot, you know how that is. More bats. More bats.
1: And you Uh, have to be like
0: a leadoff or a second uh, hitter to get a lot of bats. Right. And he had 778 that year in 07. You got to play in all 162 games, probably. He's now third. But he's got like three or four of the top ten all time or something crazy like that. Uh, He led the National League in that statistic seven times. And he's also the career leader and played appearances. Number two all-time is Yaz.
1: And was Rose always a leadoff man? When he came back as a player-manager, did he still leadoff? Do you guys know uh, that? As a player-manager? I'll bet he didn't leadoff as a player-manager. I don't think did he, he did. Did he start
2: when he was a player-manager? He
1: played a lot. Sometimes. He platooned a lot. First base. If we'd had to DH. He'd to
0: played more. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And I don't know that he was leadoff... The Expos? in his early career Phillies. like in the 60s because I don't even I mean
2: he was lead off for the Phillies
0: yeah so. I think he badly off for the Phillies when they won the World Series
1: yeah. yeah him and Morgan and Perez
2: yeah we're all there right yeah, yeah.
0: yeah and Schmidt yeah. that's um, a pretty
2: good one through four Michael Jack yeah as Marty would say yes
0: of course Pete was also career leader in at bats number two is Hank Aaron career leader in games, number two is Yaz, and of course career leader in hits as we all know, and number two being Ty Cobb. You look that up and you start digging in and you start finding some really interesting other stuff, you know. You know who, who would have guessed Jimmy Rollins had that record? Yeah. You, you could have you could have sat here and guessed no for way. hours never would have and guessed never it. come up with that one.
1: The thing yeah. about Pete Rose is he played the game with reckless abandon too. Oh yeah. Head first and everything. So you think he would have got himself
0: injured I, did yeah. he go on the DL? Rarely. Rarely. I don't remember Rarely. him being on the DL. He yeah. probably was but I don't remember it. Well, our, our our second card is a guy Skip Lockwood, who was a pitcher for the Mets. Okay, me and I now. think I only really know who Skip Lockwood is because I have his baseball card and I've yeah. seen it a million times. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I remember. Kim would probably remember him more. Yeah, he remembers the
1: game he pitched and they won. Yeah, <laughs> right. some, some
0: game he went to at Shea back yeah. in those days. This was actually his second year with the Mets. He had pitched for the Seattle Pilots, which well, Seattle be- Pilots, which became the Milwaukee Brewers the next year. Wow. So he would have been like teammates with probably Jim Bouton. Who pitched for them, uh, and then the Angels a year. Anyway, so the 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 thing on the back of this card is Christy Mathewson hurled three shutouts in the 1905 World Series. It's amazing. Okay, nobody does that kind of thing.
1: What was he the big train? What was That's Walter Johnson. What was this hand-hand? I don't know one. if
0: he had one. Okay, Sorry. he was a he was known as a gentleman and a great guy, and all this kind of stuff. He, um, I think he was the Reds. He was Red's manager briefly at one time. Hmm. Uh, maybe pitched like one game because he was the manager and they needed a starter or something. I, I I've looked something up on that. Wrote something up about that somewhere one time long ago. I don't remember the details. But the point, the thing is, the nineteen o five World Series. He pitched for the Giants, and they beat the Philly, Phil, beat the Philadelphia A's, not the Phillies, the Philadelphia Athletics, in five games. Okay. So he won games one, three, and five, and threw a shutout in each night. Of course, this is still dead ball era. That's why they could pitch longer and not get staying games and stuff. forth. that helped, they were still. If you're still the best in your era, you're still the best, right? The other two win, winning pitchers in that World Series were also Hall of Famers. So all five games won in that World Series were won by Hall of Famers. Game two, the A's won game two. Uh, the winning pitcher in that game was Chief Bender. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. He was uh, American Indian. Um, no kidding. <laughs> and um, he grew up Brilliant. in Grew up in Minnesota. Ended up in at that Carlisle School, same place Jim Thorpe went oh, through really? later. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it was pretty interesting stuff. Dealt with racism his whole career. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> about because of because of that and. So, in game five for the Giants was won by a guy named Joe McGinnity, who you may have never heard of. He's another Hall of Famer, and he beat Bender in that game.
1: He's a Hall of Famer?
0: Yeah, because all, yeah,
1: all of these guys are. All three of
0: these guys. There's, those two guys, um, McGinnity and Bender, were two. they both won like 250, 60 games in their career, hmm. and um, Matthewson won over 300, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a bigger name historically than the other guys. And all five games in that World Series were shutouts, so the A's only scored three runs in the whole series. Two of Matthewson's wins were over another guy named Eddie Plank, who was also a Hall of Famer. Wow. He was part of that. Because after this, you know, there was kind of a, the A's had, under Connie Mack, had kind of a dynasty, won a bunch of World Series and went all the time, won a lot of National League pennants. And Eddie Plank was one of his key starters through all that time. There was only one, so there's only one starter in those five games that was not a Hall of Famer. Wow. So and you know why
1: no one got on base? It's because Christy Matheson put a sign on that said, Keep off the base. Is that, <laughs> uh, the, little, the little art the picture? Little cartoon on the back of the baseball card. Yes, yes. keep off. <laughs> yes, we
0: like the little artwork too. And the one with Pete Rose is he's sitting in a chair at home plate with a bat on his shoulder.
1: So, he's so tired of hitting He's so, so tired
0: of being of up there. Love well, tops, he just, he just lives there. So that's that's our two of those. So our stumper from last week, which former Red was the 3,000th strikeout victim of Bob Gibson in 1974 and Nolan Ryan in 1980?
2: So since you haven't listened to the podcast, you get to guess. Wow. Did
1: you answer this last week already?
2: Well, we did after the show. Oh, we, after we the show talked was about over. Because
0: yeah. Kim, Kim actually get, got it. Based on the second one. He didn't know about the first one, but the second one, kind of like, okay, so Bob I Gibson
1: remember. had to be in the 70s, I would guess. 74. And then Nolan Ryan had was to be. It was 1980. Yeah, and I was going to so, say
0: early 80s. So, yeah, well, so I've got, yeah, I mentioned the years. So, so, 74 and 80. They were
1: both of those, so it had to be somebody that did, how about Johnny Bench?
0: No, but, you know, you're in the right list of players. Perez. No. Well, Perez wasn't with the Reds in 80, I don't think. He moved. No, they traded him away. Yeah, he
1: didn't come back, did he? Pete Rose? No. He was with the Phillies in 80. Oh, yeah. 85, he came back. Yeah.
0: I give up. Outfielder. Big red machine.
1: George Foster? No. Cesar Geronimo? Cesar Geronimo.
0: So Cesar, and that's how Kim thought. It. He said, Oh, I remember that. He, 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 he had somewhere in his head, in his stored away <laughs> in that brain. It's a weird
2: head. He's got weird things stored in there. <laughs> so somewhere in there,
0: Geronimo Nolan Ryan yeah. just came out. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> wow. And so he guessed. So, so our Geronimo. Did, did you get it, John? I mean, did you No. no. Well, when they said, "Thank you. It makes me I'll feel go. better." Yeah. <laughs> I re-
0: when I came I was looking up some other stuff and came across that list and was going down, I don't know, it was a Wikipedia list or some website listed 3,000 strikeout guys and it listed who they struck out and I, so I just mm. kind of skimmed down I saw, Dron- saw and I saw Geronimo's name twice and I'm like the Nolan Ryan thing I remember too that struck a, a bell in my head and then when I saw the you know the Bob Gibson thing I'm like oh, I, I didn't know that I didn't know that so I thought that'd be a good question all right so I'll, this week's will tie to yeah what's this one we'll tie to a, a current Reds player so Joey Votto. Has the two highest single-season walk totals in Reds history, 135 in 2013 and 143 in 2015. So in 2013, whose record did he break?
1: Um, Can you give us a year? Uh, I can. What what year the person did it? Yeah, Yeah, I I can, but
0: but we we can't answer it live here. I know,
1: I'm not going to answer it live.
0: Okay, how about if I just say
1: 70s? Okay. For now. So he beat somebody in the '70s. Somebody that walked in the '70s
0: along. that walked that that set the team record. Yeah, he beat it by three. This, this person walked 132 times in a, during one season in the 1970s. So hmm. we'll come back to that.
1: I
2: you think know, I have a guess have when, a good, when, when the podcast is
0: over. Okay. All right. Quick look at analytics. I don't think we have any updates on EDP, do we?
2: No.
0: No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll let Kim worry about that. Although there was a good example of it the other night when um, Votto hit one and the pitcher turned and threw it into center field. It should have been an easy double play and get out of the inning. The Reds score a run. And Votto gets his first RBI since the All-Star break because you can't assume a double play, which is like that's Kim's whole beef about (laughs) assuming a double play. But it was an error. But he still gets an RBI, because so, he would have scored, you know. You Just like the a idea. pass
1: ball or wild pitch, exactly. you get an RBI, too. Yeah.
0: So, our uh, our uh, analytic stat this week is BSR. B, uppercase B. What's that stand for? Little case S and uppercase okay. R. Base running. All right, so this is a fan graph stat. It's an all-encompassing that measures what a player adds on the base paths by counting for stolen bases, caught stealings, Taking extra bases, and going from first to third, on a single, That's things like cool. that. Is how he measures bi- that. And being thrown out other ways besides caught stealing
2: or getting thrown out at first. Joey got on a, on until a, he got thrown out yesterday going first yeah. to third. Yeah. And hit him slide. Well, he yeah he was thrown out. He was thrown out from here to. <laughs> yeah, right. was right Den- He was, out from, here, he was yeah. out
0: from here to beans. So I mean, he yeah. he wasn't he wasn't close. What it does, it helps determine overall base running skills by looking at more than just stolen bases. Because that's typically, you know, we do stolen bases. Those are the best base runners, right. right? Well, there's other things about base running. You don't have to be the fastest guy. So for an example... Now,
1: do you have to be on base a lot in order for this? Is there I don't, a pretty good minimum? I don't know. If you aren't a good hitter, you're not going to be on base I don't runs. know that that matters.
0: Okay. Because Billy Hamilton is really good at this stat, so it probably doesn't matter. I don't know that on base at percentage matters. It's a good question. Maybe there's a a BSR plus or WBSR that takes that into
2: account. Like, when I doesn't think. Billy go first to third?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, for example...
2: Or first to home, I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the whole thing about stolen bases not meaning everything, it's just an example here, I found Xander Bogarts, who's a shortstop for the Red Sox. He's fourth in Major League Baseball in this stat. He's only stolen nine bases, which is wow. which is 30th, tied for 30th in the Majors. But he's fourth in this stat, so he's really good at some of these other things. He probably is nine for nine. He probably has not been caught maybe once. Uh, he probably takes the extra base a lot, so forth. So the formula is pretty simple. There's no parentheses and all that. It is just, but it's other formulas. It's WSB, which is another stolen base weighted stolen base thing. There's another. There's three other like base running stats that you add together to get this. And I'm not going to go into all that. You can look it up on Fangraphs if you really want to know. So the rules of thumb for this, if your rating is 8 or better, you're considered an excellent base runner. If you're 6, between 6 and 8, you're great. If you're between 2 and 6, you're above average. If you're 0 to 2, you're average. And then minus 2 is below average, minus 4 is poor, and minus 6 is awful. Okay? So Billy leads the majors at 8.8. Wow. Ooh. So he's an excellent base runner, which is not... Really, a newsflash to anybody, but it shows that um, he's, you know, his base stealing is a big deal in this stat, but he does other stuff well, too, right? We've seen him score on those.
1: It should translate to run scored, too, you would think.
0: It it, it might. It might be part of it. It has to do with double plays, too, not grounded into double plays. Uh, That's that's another uh, part of it. Who's number two? Mookie Betts at 6.3. So Big Billy's cat. Billy's the only one in the excellent category in all yeah. of Major League Baseball so wow. far this year. Uh, there's three in that second category. Next one's Mookie Bats. and and Bogarts was fourth. I said, and I can't remember who was three. I don't have that. I don't have that written down here. Peraza is 12th at four point three, uh, which is above average, and he has 15 stolen bases. The third best red is Duvall at 33rd at two point four with only five stolen bases. So the they're the only plus guys on the team.
1: Hmm. You know, I would have expected Vado to be a plus guy. Nah. He, I know he gets thrown out sometimes, but he he, he takes he, he takes chances.
0: Yeah, he doesn't steal though. No. Yeah. So that's not going yeah. that that's not going to help him. So Anyway, so I thought we'd uh, give Billy Hamilton a little love this week. We sort of ripped on him last week. Because <laughs> we talked about the other Billy Hamilton in baseball history. He was a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. from yeah. the early days and how good a base stealer and hitter that guy was. And so we, we kind of took a couple shots at Billy last week. So um, The Donkey, what would you think of the name?
1: You know, I can appreciate Zach being a father and wanting to name something his son would like, but come on. No. His son's so young, he's Don- not even going to remember. That's right. Donald. Give it to Donald.
0: Donald. Donald Donkey. I mean, Donald Duck works, not Donald Donkey.
1: It, and did you see it's like a white donkey? Huh. It's like very, very light white. Not even gray? I, it, it didn't look like it, so oh. I thought that was very is, is, strange.
0: Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I was a
1: little disappointed with that.
0: Well, okay. Well, add that to the list of disappointments this year. Okay. So tonight we're in Cleveland. Then we go to the Brewers, the Mets, and the Cardinals.
1: And then we we go to the That's Yankees. Yankees. I, I
0: thought it was the Mets. Yankees are next. Oh, was it. The Yankees. Straight from
1: Cleveland to the Yankees.
0: Okay, my bad. I, I saw New York. Makeup games. I saw New York and was thinking, was thinking Mets.
2: I stand corrected then.
1: So it'll be you know, Zach against Aaron Judge.
2: <laughs> wow. I think I should tag team Zach and Joey against Aaron Judge.
1: Or actually, just you know, doesn't Judge play center field,
2: right field, right
1: or field? Well, Shebs, let's see. Okay, that's what we'll talk who, about next. time. Who has the better, who seri- has the better series? <laughs> Shebs or Aaron Judge? Well,
0: Shebs has not been now has, it at it all lately. He's he's due to. You turn, excuses he, he's, for him due, he's due to turn it on. Has so Judge I, hit I, any bombs since the home run derby? Yeah, he has. Yeah, has he he hit a... One or something. The 476. Other yeah. Something. yeah. Yeah. Well, against our pitching
2: staff.
1: It could be. If if, if, well, we're, if I, we're not locating our
2: fastballs in, against the Yankees,
1: it's in Yankee Stadium, though. That'll help.
2: I saw a stat yesterday's game. Guys have hit the most 400 plus foot home runs this year. Aaron Judge was 18, had 18 of them. Joey Votto has 17. Are
1: you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Wow.
2: Yep. Yeah. Joey. He just hadn't
0: hit any since the break. So we got to get him rolling again. They asked Price about that the other night. He says, I'm pretty sure in a few days we'll be talking about Joey Votto like we were talking about him in the first half. So don't worry. You know, You can go talk to the Batting coaches, if you want to know
2: what's going on with Joey, but I'm not worried. Okay, so Adelman pitches tonight. Yeah. The, it, actually, Adelman has a better record than the Indians pitcher. Did you see that? See that there?
1: Five and seven versus
0: six and nine, and the ERA. And the ERA is even better, which is really the the key,
2: more yes. than the record.
1: I, I don't trust Adelman as far as I could throw him.
2: He'll give you five innings. Can Take you, him throw, out can you throw him very far? Not very far. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Appreciate you being here, John. Pinch-hitting again. Yes, sir. And uh, It's always a pleasure.
1: Way to pick up uh, the
0: RBIs. It's exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. So join us next time. The non-waiver trade deadline will have passed uh, when we meet again, if we do this again on the next Monday night, because that deadline ends at 4 p.m. On, on Monday the 31st. Will we have said goodbye to Cozy or anyone else? Will we have new prospects to talk about? Or will the Reds look the same? Banking on what they already have to eventually be enough. But whatever happens,
1: at least we'll always have Bumpus. We'll always have Bumpus, and no matter what, we always say Go Reds. Go Reds. Go Reds.